Hello and welcome back to the Temple Podcast. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Thank you for being here. This week's guest is Maite Khaurigi. So Maite, I've known Maite for quite a, a number of years already. And she's actually been a member of the Temple for, well, since its very beginning in 2017, I think. And so it's been a real honor and pleasure to just know her and to, to work with her in this way. And yesterday we had a beautiful conversation with myself, Maite and Rob Hamilton. And really got to kind of meet Maite at a deeper level than we have before and really f- turn the spotlight on her for for the podcast. And through this conversation you'll see really receiving her her understanding and her capacity through a very profound moment in her life to share and express love through her creativity. So Maite does a number of different things to do this. She she writes, she does theater, um, she's an actress. And she recently created or wrote and produced a, a short film called La Massa, which has actually now won a few awards and which will be showing on Sunday at the Temple Sunday service uh, at 10 a.m. UK time. So if you want to check out her little film and you want to meet Maite in person, then you're very welcome to join us on Sunday at the Sunday service. You can find all the, uh, the information on the Temple events page. But for now, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Okay, hello, Maite. Hello. Hi, hi, Ed and Rob. How are you? Yeah, good. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of you in the past few months. In the past couple of years, but the past few months specifically. I was I was gonna say long time no see because I actually didn't go to last Sunday's um, service and coffee mm. or to last night's uh, last night was it last yes. night yeah was, was... yeah yeah so so I actually feel like I haven't seen you in a long time because I've just gotten used to seeing you so so regularly yeah even though even though we're thousands of miles apart yeah exactly yeah but you know what um, actually there's something that during the lockdown kept me grounded, which was the, the, the temple. And it was because there were all these new things, there were all these things that I used to do, which were suddenly on zoom, but with you guys, it's always been on zoom. Yes. And that is, so I, I, you know, there was something about that, that was, um, it was just wonderful for me mm-hmm. because it, it wasn't a shift. It didn't change how I used to do that. Yeah. Um, and and that was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think we did see you last week at the movement. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true, but we didn't like sit down and talk that's with, true. you know, yeah. with a big group of people. It was just a couple yeah. of us. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, Maite, first question, the ritual question of this podcast. Can you tell us in your own words what it is that you are expressing and sharing and being in the world right now? Wow. Um, I, well, I hope I am expressing love. Um, I think that's, I don't know. um, It's such a difficult question. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm an actress. I'm an artist. I write. I play music. um, I paint for myself more than anyone else, but it's part of what I do. It's part of how I express myself. Uh, I dance, I move. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a tricky question. Um, what, do I, what do I put out in the world? Yeah, I hope I put out love. Mm. Um, I've, I've lately also been um, doing something that I had been wanting to do for a very long time, which is collaborate with a shelter. Um, and it has become a, an important part of, of me and, and my life. It's, yeah, something that I had always wanted to do. And actually the pandemic has given me the opportunity to do it um, because I had time. And it sort of also came to me. I, I joined this um, group of, uh, of people who were just helping out during the pandemic so that people who couldn't go out to buy because they were vulnerable 
older people or people who were sick with coronavirus and they couldn't get out of the house. Um, so they put together this group in Muswell Hill, which is where I live in London, <clears throat> and uh, a WhatsApp group, and they would just put out what was needed. Um, as a vulnerable person, you could get in touch with them and ask what you needed, if it was to go to the post office or to the bank or to do some shopping or whatever. And, uh, and then there was, you know, uh, a lot of, there were a lot of volunteers like me who just volunteered to do that. And then with that came the opportunity to also help a local shelter. And now I cook for the shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> it's funny because you ask me, you know, that, that question of what you feel, what, what you do in life, um, for a lot of people, I guess, is connected to how they make their money. Mm. Um, but maybe because I'm an artist and I've worked so much for free, um, the, the lines are very blurred. So when anyone asks me that question, it's like, well, you know, like it just came to me to tell you that I cook for a shelter yeah. and, and you know, it's not my job, but it's what I do and it's part of what I am. Yeah. And it's an important part of me right now because this is what this year has been like. I haven't been able to work much as an actress, um, but I've been able to write more because I've had the time. I've been very lucky because I also have a job as a voiceover artist and that I could do from home. So that's, you know, it's an absolute blessing and I'm grateful every day because it, I mean, you, you do need the money to pay rent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's also those other things that I do, which are part of who I am. I have a vision from when we were just talking. I think the, the lonely artist up in the attic <laughs> away. And I was thinking as you were talking and you were saying sort of what, how you connected with community during sort of the COVID-19 pandemic. And I always think, because Ed and I both used to live in London when we first met you. And I, I think of London as a very lonely place in the sense yeah. that, yes, there is community and I guess where you are in London more so, but yeah. for a lot of people in London, they don't know their neighbours in the same way that you yeah. might live outside and so I, I'm curious because I saw that as a, a correlation with the lonely artist <laughs> but you seem to be very much connected with the community and yeah. you know there's there's been a different big shift in people realizing that yeah. part of something I wondered how yeah. that shows up in your work and you know working with other people yeah I mean it's it's everything like um there, there is a part of what I do, and I guess that what we all do as artists, which is very, very intimate. And I'm not sure I would call it lonely because I, I don't think I feel lonely, um, but it is very intimate and you are alone for, for a big part of the work that you do. Um, and it doesn't matter what it is that you do, even if you're an actor, and you usually work with other people, there's part of the work that you have to do on your own. And that's just mm. how it is. Um, but, but then you need the people, you need the community. It's everything. Yeah. It's just everything because yeah. it's, it's not just the people that you work with when you go to rehearse. Um, it's also, in my case, or you know, musician, dancer, whatever. But it's... Um, it's also the people that you're feeding off from and, and the people that you're learning from. And for example, I've just been doing this uh, writer's course, uh, like theater writing online in Zoom these past three weeks, which has been amazing. And it's, uh, it's a teacher, he's an Argentinian teacher uh, who lives in Madrid. And if it wasn't for the pandemic, I, was, I wouldn't have been able to do this incredible mm. course. Um, again one of these silver linings of of the pandemic and it was great because I felt like I was in Spain because everybody else you know that's that's where I grew up is in Madrid and uh, and that's where this teacher lives and that's where most of the students were they they were all Spanish and that um, 
that for me was very special because there's a there's a different flavor to it and it you know there's just different things that those people bring not just the teacher also the students who are there with with that with with me um and i and i you just learn so much from from other human beings um yeah doesn't even have to be artists actually mm -hmm. um the people that you you know learn from in fact i've i've heard you know actors who have been working non-stop just non-stop like especially in film and tv you know very successful actors that i know who um they because they're on set all the time they sometimes miss uh just like living life you know um i guess it becomes a bit surreal when you're just surrounded by cameras all the time and you're just shooting these characters these mm -hmm. other beings that are not you know yourself in a way um and you need to as an artist have experiences and life experiences so you you yeah community is everything i mean you know socializing and and having experiences with other people is is absolutely essential to any artist i think yeah and i love what you said about you know i'm here to express love i'm here to um i'm sharing love and there's something really powerful about art for that, isn't there? Something about, yeah. I mean, in all these forms, painting, moving, film, all these different modalities that we have to express our love beyond the everyday. Yeah. I mean, beyond the everyday in a way that people can maybe receive it and, and be slightly more open to it. And I'm just noticing, you know, how much in our culture and our society, we, we devalue the art. You know, it's mm. not, not everyone, but you know, there's, there's kind of part to the side as, oh, it's nice, you know, but we need to focus on the real money making things. Yeah. And I just, it's very interesting that dynamic of, if, again, the focus is perhaps on the more, you know, external, I don't know, tangible kind of business side when art can, can be a beautiful way of expressing all of these nuances of the human experience, including love. And I'm, yeah, I'm just really hearing from you that that potential that art has to do that. So I'm, I'm curious, how, how has that been for you as a journey? Is that always something that you've, you've, you've felt consciously or has it been a, a recent kind of shift, just maybe just a perspective? How has that been for you? So I've, I've been doing this my whole life. Um, since I was a child, I was always performing in front of anybody who would watch me <laughs> whether, whether they liked it or not <laughs> whether they liked it or not but, um, they would sit down and they would watch yes me. yeah exactly now you're gonna watch me um so so it's uh, i mean it, it i come from a family of, of writers storytellers musicians and um lovers of culture and art in general and and that was my education um and we we were all always performing at home it wasn't just me mm. although you know some of my siblings were more shy and uh my dad especially would still because he was so proud of us he would still you know he, we would always have people in the house always my, my dad had so well my parents had so many friends and so many interesting friends and of all kinds of backgrounds and worlds and so they would come over for dinner for lunch and then like during the dessert or after desserts um it would be performing time <laughs> <laughs> and uh some of my siblings didn't enjoy that as much which is something that i've actually learned uh quite recently um that for them it was a bit of a i'm the youngest of five so probably that's why i wasn't even aware that they didn't even want to mm -hmm. do that um but yeah my but they would and and i was one of the ones who always really wanted to perform yeah. um and my sister says like you know you wouldn't have even because i played violin she's she would be like you wouldn't have even like studied the piece or whatever but you would just go out there and, and 
play, you know, like you, you would just be so excited to, to play mm. in front of people. <clears throat> and I do remember that feeling and I still carry that feeling. Um, so yeah, I've been doing this since I can remember, even though, you know, the people you have in front of you and the projects that you're doing obviously vary and change from when you're a child, just performing in your living room to, you know, mm. working professionally. But, um, but it's, it's a similar feeling, I would say. Um, I do work very hard now, though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't perform in front of an audience <laughs> if I hadn't worked very hard. I haven't learned that. Um, what, what has shifted is, um, so I, I went through a phase where I was very confused about what I was doing and whether what I was doing was actually necessary, um, even valuable, you know, I doubted that for, for a while. It's, it's happened a couple of times in, in my life that I've had sort of like breakdowns and I was like, what am I doing? Like I should be doing something more, something more useful for society. And, you know, my, my job is just so vain and there is a vain side and there is a, you know, a part of our job that can be um, very super superficial if that's how you want to um see it or if, if that's how you go on about with your work mm. um and i was also going through like a a bit of a depression and i was having anxiety and and one day i was just meditating i remember i was feeling quite like unwell and i was just meditating and then um it just came to me. It just, I don't know where from, but it just came to me that what I was here to, I, I was actually speaking, I remember. So I finished the meditation and then I was just like talking. I don't know who I was talking to, but I was just like, I just, I just need to understand like, what, what am I here to do? I just want to understand like, wh why am I here? What am I here to do? Um, I get emotional thinking about that. And, um, and it just came to me like, you're, you're here to, express love you're here to to give love and that that was the answer and then from then onwards that's just how i live my life and that's just how i think about it my work and anything that i do um so that has shifted <laughs> yeah and how did that change like the projects you were doing how did that shift and like practically the outcome of what you were putting out well i think you start connecting or i started connecting more intuitively um and understanding you know there's certain things and there's certain people that's also very important going back to the community that you don't want to work with because it just doesn't connect with you and and i don't want to be doing something that i <laughs> that i don't want to do that i don't feel in my gut that is mm. that is right um and of course it'll still happen from time to time that i will work for with someone that i don't want to be working with um but i'm conscious of it so i can do something about it and um yeah i guess i guess that's the biggest shift is consciousness really mm. that before i was just doing you know and i was just accepting anything that came my way and now i'm it really needs to connect with me in a deeper way for me to to want to do it. Um, and I think that something that also shifted um, my, my way of working was actually that I started creating my own work. It was through this. I started creating my own work and as, a, as an actor, you, you're always, well, in theory, you're always depending on what other people want to, you know, what other people, what, what other work people want to give you. Um, and you're just like <clears throat> sitting down waiting for the phone to call and your agent to tell you you have an audition and, mm. <clears throat> and so on. And, and I was really struggling with that. And, and London is also, as, as we were saying, it can be a very tough and lonely city and it's very expensive to live here. Mm. So you need to work. Um, and 
what happened is um, I I just I don't know if somebody told me I just I just remember you know thinking I just need to create my own work and well what what happened is I was actually very inspired by my husband um, who was my boyfriend back then and he's he's a musician and he would just get up every morning and go to the piano and play and as an actor you need other people to do that um so <laughs> i would just i would just you know watch him and see him growing exponentially all the time just because he was there just practic practicing all the time and he was so happy and he was earning you know not a lot of money but he was just constantly happy and 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 creating his music and writing these albums and putting them out there and and i was like I want to do that, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be always just waiting for for somebody to call me. So I started having these ideas and these dreams about writing uh, a one woman show, <clears throat> and then I just uh, I met somebody. Um, so I was actually helping Yorgos and Yorgos Karmalegos, who's a man we all know here, a wonderful physical theater mentor and director artist and um so i was i was helping him with this project he was doing and i was just an, an assistant there and then this um this man called bawarang jimeno who's a he's a he's a dancer choreographer um he came for for a few days and he was just helping them out to choreograph this part of the piece but he was doing more than that. And the ideas that, and the things that he would say, I was just completely mesmerized by this guy. Um, so even though I had only met him for like two days, <laughs> we had, you know, barely spoken to each other. I just knew it was this, this thing that, you know, going back to like feeling connected to, to another, you know, artist or just human being. Um, and I, and I just, when, he, when the day that, that he was leaving, he was going back to Germany, I just went and I, and I said to him, look, I, I have this, I mean, this might be crazy, you know, but I have this idea for a one woman show and I would just, you know, maybe love to share it with you and, and maybe we could collaborate in, in some way. And he was like, oh, that actually sounds really interesting. Uh, let's, you know, let's keep in touch and let's talk about it. Um, and that was the beginning of a, an amazing journey. Uh, so I, I ended up co-creating a one-woman show with, with Pau, which we premiered in Barcelona last year, and which, you know, we're hoping, I, I was just Skyping with him yesterday um, to, to do, you know, more, more shows of that soon when the pandemic allows and everything. Um, but having doing that i mean that 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 project stretched me as an artist like nothing else ever has i think and then it all also made me feel empowered um and non-dependent of other people you know um yeah and then I, and then from then on, onwards i just started writing more and more and creating my own little pieces um and eventually writing this short film which I wrote this year during lockdown La Masa um, which is uh, you know a short film that I wrote one afternoon um, after I went for a walk with a friend and uh, and she was saying why well, maybe we should write a we should write a short film we should do something together and I, and, and I thought yeah that's a good idea and mm -hmm. I came back home and I was I was writing about something completely different I was writing another story and then this dialogue came, came to me. Yeah. Just this beginning of a dialogue mm -hmm. just came, came to me. And I just started writing that. And I thought, well, I will write this. I want to write this thing. I don't want to forget it. And then just the whole thing came yeah, yeah. beginning to end. Um, yeah. And, uh, and that, was a, that was beautiful, actually. Mm -hmm. That was a great, great experience. When something like that happens, it's very, oh, it's like, yeah. Uh, it just it just feels right mm. it just feels like it had to be done you know and, yeah. and it's done it feels like you've stepped into like abundance with this abundance and you know 
and by that I really am financial of course but I mean I can just imagine as that, that kind of like Rob said the metaphor the image of like a lonely struggling artist you know which is kind of what we're sold also as you know growing up you know no you don't you're going to end up in an attic struggling <laughs> or, yeah. or whatever it is you know or with mental health issues which is kind of what we're sold and yet what you're saying is like you know from that moment from that meditation you kind of started to connect to like to what it what it truly can be as an artist you know the, this abundance of potential of inspiration of of creativity that that is possible yeah 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 i think it's um it's having a an intention clear mm. it's, it's 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 just that it's just with whatever you do in life is just having a clear intention because we can all be doing the same job but it's going to be completely different um depending on what intention you you come with i think mm. Yeah. I guess the word that I have going around in my head is wholeness. Because mm. like looking at you, your energy is so alive. And it's like there's mm -hmm. a sense of innocence. And listening to you speak, I can see how love infuses your work. Because you know, as you described, you, know, you had such supportive parents who love to see you perform. And and so there's an association with love. You know that was there in your home, and like the, an acceptance yeah. of that as an art, as a craft. To, to do that, which is very different for some people who yeah. have like, no, go and be a lawyer, go and be a surgeon. <laughs> like that's what you need to do. And then there's the existential crisis that comes with adulthood. <laughs> like, oh my God, I've got to pay the mortgage, the rent, <laughs> the gas bill, the electricity bill. So you, you, you go through that stages of life like questioning the value of what's there. And I get a sense that you've been on that, that cycle. Like you've come back to that state of innocence of like, as that young child of the, the joy, the pleasure, of mm. that creation. And then yeah. it seems to me as though that's infused your work and allowed you to move into that space of like wholeness. Yes, there's the need to make money from it because there's the need to put food on the table. But the work, the creativity, I get a sense comes from that heart space. And that's yeah. where the abundance comes from. Yeah. It's like that yeah. living in reality, but driven by heart. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for saying that. That's really nice, and it's it's so true. Um, I was so lucky and so blessed to you know be born into a family that mm. supported us, and uh, not just supported us. I mean, they they were um, they were the ones who I was going to say they were the ones who created us. Well, they are, <laughs> but also also they they you know they they gave us that whole artistic, I guess, stimulation mm. and opportunity. Um, I'm, you know, I owe everything to them and, and the love that, that they gave us and that they give us. Um, it's, yeah, I, I know a lot of uh, friends who have struggled so much and mm. who have maybe even, you know, done something completely different and uh, it was only in their 40s that they accepted, you know, this is actually what I always wanted to do. And, and now I'm going to try and do it. But it's, it's, it's much harder. So I, yeah, I, I feel so lucky to, to have had that. Um, yeah. And tell us a bit about La Massa. Um, I've, I've seen it and, I'm, and I'm, I don't think we can show the audience right right yet yeah, La Massa and we can't put a link at the moment but in due time we will put it somehow find a way to put it on the temple so yeah tell us a bit more about it I mean I, I love the story you just shared of how it just came and was born through you in that kind of afternoon tell us more about the whole process about what it is about what the, what the message is yeah as much as you can so um yeah, as I said, I had just wrote it in, in one go. Of course, then, you know, you take a step back and you uh, go back to it and then you edit some bits. Um, but, but the main thing, the main story was just written in one go. And uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a homage to my grandmothers and to my mother and to my sister and to every woman in my life i would say um i as i say i didn't know that i was going to be writing this but i've 
it's funny because I've actually, I, I didn't grow up with, with grandparents. They, you know, my, my granddad, my um, maternal granddad died when she was a girl. Um, so I never met him. And my paternal grandmother um, passed away the year before I was born. And so I briefly met my dad's dad until I was three years old. And I, I feel like I have some memories of him, but I, I, I'm not sure if they're me real memories or, you know, stories they've told you. And then my maternal grandmother passed away when I was six years old. And I did have a very deep connection with her, even though she passed away when I was only six. Because um, she lived with us for a while. And well, I just used to play. <laughs> Apparently, we used to play and also fight a lot because my mom says that we were my my grandmother was quite old by then and apparently you know she wanted as much as attention as i did <laughs> you know how when when we when we grow old we sometimes go back to to our childhood uh in in some ways so um so apparently we would we would fight a lot but i just remember playing with her um she would be in sat down on this chair and i had this ball that was this ball of the world and and we would just you know play throw and catch i just remember playing that with her and loving it um and uh yeah and 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 she passed away and for you know my parents first of all didn't want to take me to the hospital when she was very sick because she was full of tubes and stuff and so they thought that you know that i would be shocked by the whole experience and that they didn't want to take me but i insisted so much that they that they took me and i remember it so vividly going and my my dad holding me and me going to kiss her forehead and i could can remember her being you know tubes coming out of her nose and stuff um and then she she passed away and again they didn't want to take me to the to the funeral and the you know the whole shebang um because i was very little but i insisted and not only that i insisted that they please put my uh jewels which were these like plastic <laughs> pearls i don't know necklaces whatever i had uh inside her box um and they did and uh, and i went to the funeral and my parents say that i was just like you know like stronger than anybody else there or that's how it felt you know yeah. Um, and, um, anyway, um, and then I asked, so I asked, my dad's a writer, so, um, he, he would write and he, he was, he was a, a philosopher and a social anthropologist and he would write in his books and articles a lot about us and, um, the questions that we asked him as children. So there were lots of questions that I asked mm -hmm. when my grandmother passed away and, and luckily I can, I can read that now. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, my, my dad just used to think that children are philosophers, you know, with all these questions that they have. Um, so I think that had a big impact on me. And then as I grew up, my dad told me so much about his mom, which is the other grandmother. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, sorry, I'm aware of the time and I talk so much that mm -hmm. are we okay? Yeah, okay. Go for it. okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so, so he, yeah, he told me so much about my, my, his, his mom, my, my other grandmother who I never got to meet. And I was just fascinated by her because she was this, I mean, she, she had a crazy life. Um, she basically went from being the rich girl from the village to having nothing. It's a very long story. So I'm just going to, you know, tell you the summary of it. And she, being very young, she had to go and uh, I think she was 13. She was sent to France to work because they didn't have any money. Um, and she loved it and she loved her experiences there. And France was, you know, so much more developed and evolved in so many ways than Spain at the time. And uh, so then she eventually came back to Spain and she came back wearing trousers and riding a bicycle. She had a bicycle and she smoked mm -hmm. and her mother burnt all her trousers <laughs> and threw the bicycle to the river. This is the story that my dad used to tell. I don't know if she actually threw it to the river. I hope not. Um, but it, she, she didn't allow her to, to have a bicycle and she didn't allow her to smoke. 
Um, so, I mean, she just, she hated being in her village and she used to say that the smallest village in the world should be Madrid and things like that. Cause she, you know, she just couldn't stand the sort of <laughs> close-mindedness of Spain at the time. And uh, she used to sneak out into the woods or to the, yeah, to the hills and smoke with her brother. Her brother was allowed to smoke, of course, uh, and uh, ride a bicycle and whatever he wanted to do. Um, and then she, she was the only woman who would go to the tavern and play cards with a man. And she was the only woman in the, in the village who would play the bells. You know, the bells yeah, in the, yeah, the, church the church are very church. heavy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, church bells. So it's, it's usually a male kind of thing. But she used to do that. And anyway, she was just this, you know, very cool woman. And then she very sadly uh, lost um, these two girl twins. One of them passed away as she was born and the other one passed away a year later from a heart disease and that just completely broke her and after that she had my dad um, and a little while later she started getting very sick and she had multiple sclerosis so her whole body's body started shutting down um this took many years it was you know it was it was progressive but you know bit by bit she couldn't do all these things and imagine for a woman who's always you know being very strong and wanted to uh to, to to do everything by herself it was it must have been so tough so anyway my dad used to talk to me a lot about her and i just admired her so much and yeah i've i've thought so much about my especially my grandmothers my grandparents as well my, my grandfathers as well but there's something about my grandmothers that i've thought about so much and and i cook their recipes all the time and uh, and when I do, I always say, you know, when we eat them at the table with with Tom, with my husband, I, I always say, gracias, abuelita, which is thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you, grandma. Um, those recipes obviously come to me from my mom. And I just love that. And I just like imagining them cooking those dishes without, a, you know, a, what, what's it called in English? A, a pressure cooker, you know, mm -hmm. like with these, I guess they would take hours to cook like beans and things like that that for me just takes you know half yeah. an hour whatever um i like thinking about that and i like thinking about the fact that what i'm you know what i'm that i'm being nourished by them in a way still um so <clears throat> yeah i think i've i've always been thinking a lot about them and and so this story came from that, from the love of, that I that I have for my for my grandmothers and and the, how much how much I value what I what I what I have in me from them, um, and yeah, I don't really know what to say. I didn't I didn't write it wanting to send any messages. I don't think I write, you know, consciously wanting to send any messages. I don't think that's my job. Mm -hmm. Um, I just write what, what comes through me. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert, who's a writer, I don't know if you know her. Yeah. Um, you, she wrote this wonderful book called Big Magic. Big Magic, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 in, and in it she talks about this, <clears throat> well, she talks about um, inspiration being this like entity of itself that just um, comes knocking at your door in different ways. Like it, it comes in dreams, it comes in just like ideas that come to you and you can either open the door and co-create with it and let it in mm -hmm. or not. And if you don't, then it'll go to somebody else. And yeah. then that story will be told by somebody else because those stories need to be told. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and whether that's true or not, I really love that yeah, idea. I and so. I, and it, and I think about my work a little bit like that. Yeah. I about all the work that I do, about every, everything that I do, actually, about my life. I, I feel like it's a, a co-creation between mm. me and I don't, yeah. I don't know what the, life. Yeah. <laughs> life. Yeah. 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 I, I love the idea of that in the, the sense of for someone to let go of control. It's like the I need to know why I'm doing it, or I need to know that I'm doing it the right way. And then this, just having this energy of co-creation, it's like, I feel like I could surrender <laughs> to that co-creation. It's like, I don't know, but I'm doing it together with 
whoever <laughs> the universe exactly. someone's going to go with the flow it's like i don't need yeah. to know how it's going to happen or what it's going to look like or i'm doing it the right way i'm just going to create it seems like yeah. to me there's a beautiful process of creativity that could come from that energy yeah i mean that's the best way of working and i think that that's where all of us want to be you know when we're when we're creating it doesn't mean that it always happens mm. you know and there are times where you just don't want to let go for some reason as you say you 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 don't you can't relax you can't allow it to come in you want to control too much mm. just like in life you know yeah. and uh, actually if you let it happen and you just flow with it you know you don't know what's going to come out of it and uh yeah sometimes you'll like it more than others but it'll be honest and and truthful and yeah yeah and i think yeah. that that's important yeah yeah what, what really moved me in your the story was what well, two things come to mind first is um like the power of of in this case art and creativity to really also honor this the, the, your ancestors your ancestry that's really really profound and it gives a whole new dimension to to the short movie like i want to watch it again now through with those eyes you know with that understanding yeah. with that love that you shared and i yeah that's really i don't think i've ever made that connection between you know how, as a way of honoring our ancestors through our creativity through what we create and then now I'm making the connection with what I'm creating and I'm, I also feel moved because I can see them on either side of me, you know. It's a beauty there, it was, I come from a family of them, one side was explorers, one side was farmers, and this kind of combination feels really beautiful. But also the idea of like, you know, the inspiration coming from somewhere, there has to be that meeting point, right? Because some, someone who wouldn't have that, that, that ancestry or that connection with their grandmothers, their abuelitas, would not be able to write that story. So yeah. that, that the, whatever, the inspiration fairy, there has to be like a, it really has to be co-creation. It has to be like you might with this breadth of history, with all the ancestors and all their stories, meeting or being open to receiving like this, this wisdom, this intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. I couldn't write La Massa. I didn't have that connection with my grandmother's, as an example, you know? Yeah. There's really is that's really getting that sense of that. Yeah, co-creation really is really is the dance of the eye of the the individual and everything that's created you, yeah. and where you've come from. Yeah, your your upbringing. You know, this love for performance, the support. It's like then that, that's the perfect even maybe space or container to then receive that idea. Yeah, yeah. and 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 even more so, I think that you. Uh, you need to be you need to be allowing the space physically for that to happen in that you need to sit down every day and write mm -hmm. and so if if i'm looking at oops sorry my phone just fell if if i'm just looking at my phone all day i also don't allow the 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 time and space for that to happen yeah. if i'm feel if i'm feel um filling up my mind with um with things that with things with whatever it is but but especially with things that are not inspiring and that are just you know which is what is happening with the phone all day is that we're or with internet is that yeah. we're just going you know flicking through like fast things and sometimes if sometimes you will actually find something that inspires mm -hmm. you and you know every now and then you will it can also be a source of inspiration absolutely um, but you know, you need to, you need to like, if you're a painter, you need to put yourself in front of a canvas. And if you're a writer, you need to put yourself in front of a, you know, computer or notebook or whatever it is. Uh, if you're a musician, you need to go to your instrument and so on. Like you also need to, to be there yeah. so that inspiration can come and you can be ready for mm. it. Um, yeah. And that's some something that... I sometimes, you know, I think we, most of us do know, but go through faces and there'll be faces where I'm writing every day and um, probably 99% of what I write, no one will ever read. 
and that's fine because that one percent of what you know like la masa la masa wouldn't have come had i not been writing every single day for the you know the previous like three months it wouldn't have it wouldn't have come if you know as i say i was writing this other thing and then suddenly this inspiration came um not that it needs to come while you're writing it, like inspiration of course comes when you're walking in the woods when you're taking a shower when you're but what i mean you know is that you need to, to make this space you need mm. to sometimes be quiet as well i think that's important mm, that's beautiful great um practical also for people who are listening that that is also you know that's part of the magic isn't it that to, to show up in that way and a good reminder as you say, like kind of maybe know it or feel it, but actually creating that discipline and that structure for for playing with it and for seeing what comes is yeah, and practicing your craft yeah, practicing your craft because you don't write the same way if you never write than if you write every day or yeah. you know it's it's like an athlete or whatever like you, yeah. you you need to you need to build that muscle as well mm. it's important you can't just be like oh well inspiration will just come and we'll just have a little dance yeah. and it'll be fun well you also got to work and sweat yeah. you know <laughs> that's that's part of it and mm. and sometimes it's harder and some days you enjoy it more but it's got to be done i think i also see this like this need for an undercurrent of self-belief like you, you know you, you mentioned like being on your phone and that social media and I think of Instagram and I think of like or YouTube and it's like people trying to fit a model it's like yeah. I'm an Instagram influencer and people like will look at my Instagram and want to be what I am and so we try to fit in to something and we try to model our lives and what we do and what we see on Facebook and what we see on Instagram and all the different things you know, the, the Kardashian syndrome and actually, yeah, you're right, there is inspiration there to be had, and it's like the stories can come from that, but there has to be that self-belief in what you're creating more than anything for it to come from that heart space and for that creativity that's you to come through rather than it just be a carbon copy of what someone else has done. Yeah, yeah. I think that with social media, it's maybe also important to to choose the people that you're following so yeah. that, you know, you get a stream of things that you know could potentially be inspiring or that they're just, that they just make you feel good, you know, that they yeah. just make you feel good or, yeah, inspire you in whatever way. Like a lot of the people that I'm following now, for example, are chefs because I, <laughs> first of all, I just love seeing, seeing food and, <laughs> and people <laughs> cooking, but also it inspires me to cook stuff. Um, and then just like, uh, you know, beautiful things. Um, I like architecture and I like uh, nature. So I'll, you know, I'll follow pages that show me that. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and you can, you know, if you start choosing, I mean, I'm, I'm so concerned right now because I have a 13-year-old niece and a 12-year-old niece. And so I'm so concerned about social media and, you know, how, how wow. they're growing up in this world. Um, and, uh, yeah, if, if, you know, young girl, I mean, young people, it doesn't matter, girls, boys, whatever, um, you know, are following people who are super beautiful and perf perfect, you know, who are supposed to have like the perfect life and whatever, and how that can be so damaging you know yeah. so damaging not just for kids for for adults i mean for me as well like you will start comparing yourself um to you know what you see on social media and it's and it's just first of all it's not true it's you're only seeing a very small part of somebody's life and yeah yeah, yeah. anyway i don't know why i ended up talking about that but <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's a good, really good point because you can ex extend that kind of point to creativity as a whole and comparison. Right, this is the idea of comparison versus creativity. And in your journey, you've gone, gone, you know, from not com not comparison, but kind of, you know, maybe as you said, being at the beck and call of casting agents and waiting for the next job and etc. It's actually, you know, kind of putting a bit of a line in the sand and starting to create your own work and starting to express your own authentic um, 
work. Mm. And that, yeah. that, that's the difference, right? That's the difference. Yeah. Because it's easy to be a, a creative, but still be looking outside of ourselves. Like, oh, what's, uh, you know, what's the model? What do they do? How are they trying to kind of reverse engineer a bit what other people do? Yeah. But then you, you don't access your, your genius in that way. You don't access the inspiration that you're speaking mm-hmm. to. It doesn't, it doesn't come from, from love ultimately, really, from that space. Like, like the way that you're speaking of it and that, that, that wholeness. And from, from where, from which, from which I believe, you know, we can actually create a deep impact on people through a story, through a piece of art, through, and anyway, from watching La Massa, I felt that, I really felt the impact mm. that, it, that it has. And, I'm, and you speaking about you and the connection with your, with your grandmothers, are, you know, looking back at it, it's completely there. It's so, so obvious in the movie, you know. It's very, you know, the, it's like the sisters and the grandmother and it's that connection and the food and, you know, it's all, mm. it's all there. I was, I was, of course, also something I forgot to tell, which is so important in the, in the film. I was feeling um, in that moment, so I, I had been dreaming with the sea like dreaming awake and dreaming sleeping constantly mm. constantly every single day it was it was i mean <laughs> i would wake up every morning and tom would be like oh, okay where have you been <laughs> i'd be like i was in ibiza <laughs> and then i was swimming all the way to sardinia and yeah it was just crazy um because you know we had been in lockdown for like four months and i <laughs> had barely left my house and um and actually last year i was supposed to be going to so no, not last year this year 2020 i was supposed to be going to la um for various reasons but you know i i was born in la and um and i you know i wanted to have the experience of i'm obviously an actress so as an actor you know as an actor i wanted to have the experience of, of living in la and uh but also I had this very deep, I have this very deep connection to the city because it's the place where I was born and where I grew up the first years of my life. And I just wanted to go back there and, and be there for a while. And so I was, you know, I was already imagining that I was going to be living in a, in a city that has, a, you know, these wonderful beaches and I was going to be going to the sea and then that got cut off and I, and I, and I couldn't go. So maybe that's the reason why I was dreaming so much of it. I don't know. But yeah, I was feeling quite, uh, um, what's the word? Um, like, I was going to say like I was drowning, funnily enough, in, in, in the city, you know? And um, so, the, so the story also comes, you know, there's part of the story yeah. <laughs> that also comes from, from that, obviously. Um, and uh, what did I want to say? Um, yeah, that, that stories are, storytelling is important in whichever shape it takes, um, because yeah, other people will, will connect with those stories and hopefully not always on just a conscious level, but it will go to their subconscious and it will go to their um, nervous system and it will it does it shifts things yeah it changes things in in other in other humans and that's why you know now i'm um happy with what i do because i do think that it is important actually it mm. happens to me all the time i'm so you know so moved and 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 um so many things change in me depending on what i'm watching so I, I actually try to be careful with with what i watch just as i'm careful with what i eat because i know how deeply it can affect me um so i just i try to choose you know uh well but yeah i mean i've had experiences after going to the theater that have been you know life-changing and yeah yeah exactly and what's next for you? What are you? Is there something that you're working on right now? So I'm generally writing a lot more. So I have several things that I'm working on, um, and we'll see where that takes me. Um, 
And as I say, I had this chat with Pau yesterday about my one woman show. So I'm actually very excited to be doing that again. Um, I still don't know, you know, any details of anything, but the intention to do it is there. So that's what counts for me because I know that it will happen. Um, the dogs who lost the end of the podcast. <laughs> they know. Yeah. They know. It's the timer. Like, okay, you've had enough. Come play with me now. Um, yeah, I'm. I mean, right now, I'm. I'm. I'm sort of very much flowing with life and accepting, you know, what there is because it's a. It's a very tricky. Uh, year and I mean 2021 is still going to be you know different so I'm not really making any plans you know I'm mm. not making any plans because I, I just I don't know I mean I have a, I have a short film which I wrote before La Masa um, that I'm uh, hopefully shooting in the spring in Madrid we should have sh we should have shot this earlier in October but we had to cancel it because of the pandemic because the cases in Madrid suddenly got much worse. So we postponed, but I'm very excited about doing that uh, film. And um, yeah, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just not making plans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so we'll see. I'm going to ask you in a moment if there's anything else to add, but I, I feel like I want to also like kind of a bit what, what we said so far that one thing I'm, I'm getting from from this conversation and really receiving is is that the, the flowing with life you know the flowing with the inspiration flowing with the creativity and how that in that flow in that surrender there's equally a like Rob mentioned like self-belief or kind of you know groundedness in who you are and your ancestry and and everything in your whole experience, as well as like a kind of openness to like what what life brings. And there's I'm reading I think a couple of weeks back that life you know it's like a river and like a river the river needs its banks and the banks are like the structure that we give to it like the practice that you mentioned but also you know our, I want to say our whole identity our that sense of of being and like our bringing and our, and our connection with parents and grandparents and that kind of gives this beautiful bank for then this river to flow through mm. and i feel like from this conversation as well i'm really getting a sense of from your experience that that's something that you you know have been kind of working with and creating and, and dancing mm. with yeah mm. yeah i like that yeah. <laughs> i like the river the river metaphor yeah and i was really be, touched be water my friend yeah. I was really I was really touched by the what you said about even if just one person or one percent of the people who see a film or read a book or something that I've written are impacted by it. Mm. Then it's 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 done its job. And it's like for me that's like a, an invitation to anybody who's in that creative process and questioning the value. It's like you mm. can have such a profound impact on someone's mm. life. Like just reading a book or seeing a film, it could change somebody's life completely. And yeah. to have that as a gift to the world, uh, even if you, you'll, you'll never meet this person, you'll never know, but just to know that that might happen from what you're creating is a real yeah. gift to someone to say, well, just do it, just go, just create, and just allow that to ripple out into the world. Because there's, yeah. there's big magic <laughs> in that process. It's big magic, yeah. yeah. So it's a lovely yeah. way to connect to that value. Yeah. yeah. And we can all do it and it, yeah. you don't have to be an, an artist or you mm. know that that be your work yeah. you can i mean yeah you can do it. it's it's just a way of living i guess yeah mm. so my dear is, is there anything else that you would like to, to add to conclude the, the conversation mm. i just want to thank you for giving me this opportunity to to talk here and for everything that you guys bring uh, with the temple, which I think is so wonderful. And you oh. touch a lot of people's hearts. And I mean, you've changed a lot of things in me as well throughout the years, because I've been, you know, connected to you for a very long time. And those connections have done me, you know, very good. Um, so I'm very grateful to oh. you guys. And um, yeah, to 
anyone who's who's listening and yeah yeah thank you which would be one last question actually which is all of this and these these banks of the rivers i'm curious really curious how has that how has the temple and our connections and our campfires and everything we've done over the past three years now yeah how has that how has that influenced it the work or my life just everything maybe more specifically to what we spoke about like the the creativity the work yeah inspiration mm. so i think that um i mean for, for me having a space where i can go to regularly is very helpful for my sanity yeah, exactly. <laughs> and for my yeah and and no, just knowing that you're there um is very helpful to me um i was actually talking with uh, my brother about this the other day talking about the temple and telling him he's a mindfulness teacher amongst a million things he's a writer he's, a, he's been a yoga teacher he's everything he's wonderful and uh his name is ed actually and uh and i was telling him about um specifically about the sunday service and i was saying you know we grew up catholic in in my family like most spaniards and um and there was that thing of going to mass every sunday and even though eventually we all you know fell out of religion and none of us go to church anymore except maybe to accompany my mom on christmas day or something like that but um but there's something about going to a to a temple uh to to a place of prayer of you know listening to these stories because there's there's also storytelling in that yeah. um having a moment of of silence that is important or has been important in my life and i hadn't realized this until recently um and actually having so having this this space to go to um is just is just so great i mean and, and it, it it in a way i guess because it's regular it creates a structure and as i say the knowing that you're there just keeps me um i don't know feeling calm and and mm. safe you know i feel safe and that for sure you know it nurtures me and it nurtures my my work um because it comes hand in hand what i am is what i put in it mm, yeah it's um, beautiful i get the sense that the temple is also part of the banks of the river yeah you know, all those those yeah. spaces that we have including for yeah. example the temple but amongst many others that we all have those are the, the banks that we can then yeah let that flow through with yeah yeah because it's also a, it's also a space for expression you know you also allow each of us to say how we're feeling and what mm. we're going through and uh, that sharing is also uh so important because when somebody asks you so how are you doing when someone really asks you how, mm -hmm. how yeah. are you how are you you know as you do um you don't know what you're gonna say and what comes out is a little bit like when you're writing it's, yeah. you you say it and then you're like ah this is what's <laughs> happening i didn't even yeah. know because yeah. i hadn't stopped you know i've been busy all week or whatever i haven't even you know stopped to think about how am i mm. feeling so that's the mm. sharing part is also a very important part for me yeah, yeah. i feel like we come full circle yeah is that there you say that sharing the stories in the temple and how that inspires other people to really connect with their truth in that space as exactly. well and like connect with something oh, i didn't realize i was feeling that until you spoke and said that and yes. brings, brings back to where we started about community yeah like the, how yes living in a big city you can there's that the difference between loneliness and alone and yeah. you can be connected yeah. through the temple on zoom calls and have this like online community of people that are part of something that supports you and you support you know it's that space of co-collaboration even if you're in different countries thousands of miles apart yeah and have completely different lives yeah but it's 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 absolutely mm. a community yeah, 100%. yeah.
not that longing for love which we shared at the beginning and mm. express and share that as that part of ourselves yeah. 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 so yeah. Beautiful. I was going to say thank you for being part of the community <laughs> thank you mm. and so how do people connect with you apart from you now having a profile on the temple as a co-creator how do people connect with you and your work uh, what's the best way so uh through social media i guess is the easiest way i have facebook and instagram so they can just yeah. um follow me if they want to because that's that's where i usually post that's you know where i post what whatever is coming out whatever whatever i can share i will yeah. share there most of the times I do have periods where I'm just like, now I'm going to go off social media for three months and then I'm not sharing anything that's yeah. happened before. Um, but, but most stuff is shared there. And, um, and then my website, my website, I try to update it as much as I can and put on, you know, the latest works that I'm doing and they can, you know, they can see everything that I've done up till now, more or less uh that can be shared i mean yeah um they can see my cv they can't actually see the plays that i've done yeah it's the beauty of theater that it can only be lived in that moment yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah yeah my website and my social media so yeah, i guess it'll appear in exactly in, yeah in the show notes we'll make sure it's there exactly. <laughs> okay <laughs> Great. Well, thank you, Maite. That was beautiful. Thank you. So good thank to you. Thank yeah. you so much. It was such a pleasure. See, yeah. I didn't know what I was going to say. And as I was talking, I was like, oh. Oh, ah, yeah, that's nice. That. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Learned about myself. I know. That's too. <laughs> yeah.